The information and views expressed by our host or guests on the Unlock Potential podcast are their own, and not a substitute for professional medical or fitness advice. Always consult with qualified healthcare or fitness professionals before starting any new exercise program or making changes to your current routine. And so if we ate something that we that does not feel good later, even though it smelled good and tasted good, we're going to start to remember that over time. Often with fast foods and processed foods, they smell good and taste good. And after 10 to 15 minutes or maybe even a couple hours in our belly, they don't feel good anymore. And so that engagement leads to better awareness and better awareness over time can help us recover better. Hello and welcome to season two of Unlock Potential. I'm Brian Delaney. Our focus this season is fitness. I'll be joined by Dr. Corey Duvall, who's going to guide us through his protocol for getting into your best shape so we can live our best lives and serve others well. Hi, and welcome back to season two of Unlock Potential. I'm Dr. Corey Duvall, and I'm going to take you through episode 11, where we're going to talk about the finer details of the recovery protocol that we use in the Stay Active Method. In recent episodes, we've really gotten into the finer details of the tissue damage and recovery process and how that can go smoothly or get blocked or impeded over time. But now we want to bring it back to some real, real life situations that you can take on each and every moment in order to help yourself through appropriate recovery from tissue damage. The recovery protocol is meant to guide us through the descent into the afternoon and evening after our exercise. You can see this red line here. This is meant to represent the height and valley of our stress hormone on a daily basis. Our stress levels are meant to be higher in the morning and then descend in the afternoon and evening with the bottom of that stress zone being the deep sleep that we're looking for. The next day we wake up, our stress hormone is higher, and then we descend again down into the afternoon and evening. If we get blocked from raising enough in the morning or from descending low enough in the afternoon, that can start to impede our long-term progress. And so exercise helps us maximize the rise in the mornings, and then the recovery protocols help us maximize the descent into the afternoons. We've talked a lot already about hydration with water and salt, and we've talked a bit about breath expansion being expanding the edges of our breathing to slow it down over time. We're meant to naturally have a faster breathing rate with higher stress hormone in the morning hours, descending to a slower breathing rate and less stress hormone in the afternoon hours, and regularly focusing on breath expansion during our recovery helps that descent occur. Now, as we're descending through with our breath expansion, there are some things that may start to stimulate us to keep moving throughout the day and get the things that we need to maximize that recovery. One of the large drivers 
of our recovery is our food intake. Now, oftentimes diet plans will try to tell you exactly what to eat and exactly when to eat, but we're asking you to check in more with your body, to feel what your body needs and what its signals are so they get up to your mind. We've got our digestive tract, which can have some of our food already left over, and we can have all of the tissues of our body that are needing to recover. The tissues of our body might need various amounts of proteins, of carbohydrates, of fats. They might need various vitamins and minerals and other trace elements. And all of those needs, when we slow and calm our breath, send signals up to the brain and we become aware of what we need. As we continue to slow that breath, we start to maximize our digestion and we start to get signals from the gut of what's already in here being digested currently. And the signals of what our body needs and what our gut already has go up to the brain and whatever is left over is what we feel hungry for. And so appetite awareness is the first step to that recovery. What do I need? What do I already have? what's left over. Now, the next step to that is acceptance, because sometimes we've been told on a diet plan that a particular food or a particular nutrient is bad for us. And if our body is saying we need it and our gut is saying we don't yet have it and we're hungry for it, but we have that mental barrier to it, we're going to limit our actual recovery. And so we need not just the awareness, but also the acceptance that that's what our body is asking for. Once we've accepted it, we then need to engage it. We actually need to eat that food. Now, engagement has a few different steps to help us learn over time to have better awareness and better acceptance. The food first sounds like it would be appetizing. The thought of it stimulates our hunger levels. The next is that it smells good. Food is meant to be smelled even before it's tasted. That starts our digestive process. And if it smells good, it's appetizing and we want to eat more of it. And if it doesn't smell good to us, we need to accept that and choose not to engage that food. After it smells good, we take a bite and it should taste good. If something smells good but doesn't taste good, there's something off about it and we need to go ahead and set it aside. But if it tastes good, we need to trust that and allow ourselves to eat more of it. Now, some foods in our modern culture have been specifically engineered to smell good and taste good. And so we can start to eat more of those than we should which is why the third step to engagement is that it should feel good. Now, because we're still descending through our recovery protocol, we're regularly engaged in breath expansion, both before the meal, during the meal, and after the meal. Because when we engage in breath expansion after the meal, we become really aware of how comfortable our digestive process is.
And so if we ate something that we that does not feel good later, even though it smelled good and tasted good, we're going to start to remember that over time. Often with fast foods and processed foods, they smell good and taste good. And after 10 to 15 minutes or maybe even a couple hours in our belly, they don't feel good anymore. And so that engagement leads to better awareness. And better awareness over time can help us recover better. So we want to think about foods. They should sound appetizing to us. They should smell good. They should taste good. They should feel good. And then finally, they should leave good. As they exit the digestive tract, it should be comfortable and steady, not urgent and not difficult. And any variation, any alteration of that process, as long as we're focused on breath expansion, will improve this over time and will allow us to more and more easily descend into that recovery. So we're hydrating ourselves well, we're engaged in breath expansion, we've got appetite awareness, acceptance and engagement. Something else that might prevent us from fully resting is mental task completion. There will be some sort of mental task, either a journal article or filing taxes or doing bookkeeping or reading a book or solving a puzzle or some other mental task that needs to be completed before we can fully rest for the day. And as we slow our breath, thoughts about that might pop up over and over. And when those thoughts pop up, we wanna go ahead and complete that task. Hey everybody, Brian Delaney here. I hope you've been enjoying our second season of Unlock Potential as Corey and I break open some great fitness advice as well as just other life advice that we know is gonna help you and add a ton of value. If you're just a casual listener, soak up the content we're bringing you. It's exceptionally valuable content at no cost to you. But if you're like me and you're like, I want the next levels, I want more information, I want more in depth, I want the extra content, come join us as one of our Patreon subscribers. Support the channel, get to the next level and unlock your potential. If we start avoiding those mental tasks, they're gonna pop up more and more and more. And the more we avoid them, we start to lose the ability to, set, to descend easily into sleep. We have trouble getting to sleep. We have trouble staying asleep. And so starting to learn how to complete those mental tasks make each day's descent easier and easier. As we slow our breath, we might find our body is craving some connection with ourself. This means some sort of self-massage or some awareness or checking in. Also, we may need connection with community. That might be a conversation with a friend or some sort of physical engagement with a partner or a loved one. If you think about animals in the wild, often when they're resting and relaxing, they're also preening each other, they're cleaning each other, they're grooming each other. And this sort of physical contact, this sort of mental, emotional connection 
is very important for helping us rest and relax into the afternoons and evenings. So as we're expanding our breath, if we don't feel hungry and we don't have a mental task to complete, we may feel the desire for connection with ourselves and others, and we need to engage in that in order to fully recover. The last thing that is part of our recovery is a playful, restful balance. As we descend into the afternoon, we may find that we still have some energy that we need to get out. That's not the time to go do measured exercise because that will allow our mind to push our body a little bit beyond where it wants to go. What we need to do is allow for playful movement. Playful movement can be wrestling with someone. It can be uh, an easy self-dance flow or dancing with a partner. Something that's unplanned and unmeasured and more playful in nature. And then obviously, there's some restfulness that's needed with that as well. And so that restfulness and playfulness is the descent and the rest of our energy. Now, a lot of times people say, hey, sleep is really important for my recovery. I need to make sure I'm getting to sleep. And they start to get this adherence to the fact that they're not asleep and that's a problem. When reality, a lack of sleep is a sign that some of these other pieces are a little bit off and not yet taken care of. And so we're not able to get to that restful place. So we exercise in the mornings, we work our way through the recovery protocols. The end of that recovery protocol is deep sleep. And if we find ourselves bouncing up out of that deep sleep, there's something else calling us that we should engage in. Now, the final, more creative piece of this is combinations of the above. So it's not just each piece by itself, but it may be pieces together. We may be hungry, but we want to have that food with a friend or family member. So we've got appetite and community. We may have mental task completion and playfulness. And so we might need to play a board game in order to help our mind work through some sort of problem-solving situation, but make it playful at the same time. We may want to go for a walk in a playful way and think about a problem that's been on our mind over that day. And so that easeful walk is playful, the connection with self and moving your body through nature, and then completing that mental task. Every step of the recovery that we need is included in these priorities right here. We start with hydration, with water and salt. We slow our breath. We become aware of what our body, mind, and spirit need. And we offer that over and over and over as we descend into the afternoon. We eventually fall asleep. We wake back up the next day. We exercise. And again, just work our way through these layers day in and day out. The better and better we adhere to this cycle, the greater we're able to dose our tissue damage and recover from that tissue damage in order to maximize our abilities. If we don't challenge ourselves enough with high enough stress hormone in the morning 
And if we don't descend low enough in the afternoons and evenings, we start to flatten out that curve. And that flatter curve means we aren't performing at our best and we are going to, in the long run, be less helpful to others. Check out the official Unlock Potential store where inspiration meets style. Explore our exclusive collection of gear inspired by the transformational messages straight from our Unlock Potential podcast. From trendy apparel that embraces the power of positivity to accessories that fuel your motivation. We've got something for every go-getter. Spread the messages of empowerment, energy, and motivation that you get from the Unlock Potential podcast by grabbing your gear today. We've been talking a lot recently about tissue damage and recovery from that. And these are the maximal lifestyle factors that we can take on to improve our recovery day in and day out. I've seen these simple steps help people over and over and over. These simple approaches about checking in with what your body needs and doing it in the order that your body is asking for it allow people to unlock old patterns and redirect them, unlock old energy blocks and free flow through them, develop capacity and awareness to feel their limits, to feel the spots where they were ignoring themselves before and help improve their awareness there and maximize their recovery. I know it's helped me. I know it's helped many others in my community. I'm really excited that it's going to help you as soon as you start to engage in these steps. See us again on Patreon. And in the coming weeks, we're going to really be finalizing our deep depths and then start to wrap this season up so that you have the action steps ready to maximize your fitness. What are some of the results that you see? What are some of the outcomes that you see from people who are practicing this and make this a part of their daily life? That's a really good question. So the breath expansion is about nudging and influencing the comfortable subconscious breath that we take. Okay. So at the bottom of our brain stem is our stress and recovery balance center. Okay. It's the do more, recover more, do more, recover more. That's right at the base of our brainstem. Mm -hmm. And just above that is our memory and emotional center. And so it's constantly getting feedback that's subconscious to us. Sounds, smells, movement patterns, uh, other environmental factors that kind of stimulate us. Mm -hmm that subconsciously start to trigger that stress response. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And when it starts to trigger that stress response, what we get are feelings of limitation, mm -hmm. feelings of uh, stress, emotional dysregulation, painful symptoms, uncomfortable spots, trouble memorizing, trouble focusing, trouble carrying conversations. And when we start to notice those things, we don't fix those things immediately. What we do is we go to the interim through that all the way down to our breath. Mm. Okay. And when we take those 
awarenesses, those limitations, and go first to our breath, that's what accesses all of the other opportunities that we need to recover. Mm-hmm. Because in the past, we may have avoided something we were hungry for. We didn't recover because we didn't recover. We ended up with some extra soreness. That extra soreness got ignored and then became a layer so that as soon as we feel soreness there, it starts to trigger out a stress response evolutionarily for us to go get food. Mm -hmm. But in our particular pattern, we just avoided it. Mm -hmm. And so if I feel pain down here and I go to take care of that pain first, what I'm doing is I'm focusing on the body part instead of the calm state. Thank you for joining us for this episode of Unlock Potential. For exclusive content, make sure to subscribe to our Patreon. Follow us across all socials at The Brian Delaney and visit our website at thebriandelaney.com to shop our gear and see what's coming up next.